Hey friends, welcome to The Morning Cup. I'm your host, Emma Schmid, and today we are going to be answering your questions. We, meaning I, I will be answering your questions. I finally got my stuff together and posted a question earlier this week, and I was just lucky enough to have some responses. So thank y'all to the ones who responded to my question sticker on Instagram. I'm going to try and be more regular with this, so we'll see if I hold up to this. Also, sidebar, if you've never played Whirly Ball before, it's really fun. Honestly, though, I did get hurt. I did kind of hurt my shoulder, and we are going to hope that it's fine. (laughs) But leave it to me to somehow figure out how to get hurt playing Whirly Ball. It's it's basically go-karts with a wiffle ball. Wiffle ball? Wiffle ball. I don't know. I... Somebody correct me here, but it kind of is like basketball, but you're in a go-kart and you're throwing a ball with a racket and you're trying to make a goal, like a basketball almost. And it is so fun, but I'll tell you what, I definitely hurt my shoulder and I am just hoping it's fine. So everything's fine. We're going to believe that we're going to manifest the energy, but it's really fun. All things aside, you should definitely try it. It's really intense, but it's fun. That's all I'll say. So, anyways, let's get into the episode. All right, so we're going to answer some questions today. Uh, First question here is from Phil Nash. Thank you for your question, my friend. And it is, what in the field is piquing your interest? I love this question because I want to know this about everybody, honestly. So currently right now, I am getting ready to go down the PRI rabbit hole. I've kind of started that by taking Connor Harris's biomechanics course, which is less clinical. So postural restoration is very clinical. And what I mean by that is it's used by a lot of physical therapists. The language used is very clinical um, and the the education just goes super duper in depth. So I've tried to learn this stuff on my own and I just, it just did not go. It just went right over my head. And so I'm going to go down that, um, that rabbit hole, like I've said 5,000 times already this year, later this year, but the biomechanics course, I really recommend if you're interested in it and you're not sure if you want to take that leap yet, um, because Connor does a great job of breaking it down into a little bit more digestible pieces. It's still complex, but it's more relatable to, you know, if you work in personal training, strength and conditioning settings, it's just a little bit more applicable for us. And so I'm really enjoying that right now. We're learning about the gait cycle in week two. And it's, you know, I was getting, week one was like counter nutation and nutation of the sacrum and like the anominance. And it was a lot to wrap my head around. So now we're getting to the gait cycle and that's like five times as hard to get my head around. Um, and I got to give my buddy Nabil, Coach Nabil, a shout out on here because he's been great. and. We're holding each other accountable. So we're doing this together and we're holding each other accountable and doing these weekly meetups 
but we're trying. This week was didn't work because the gate cycle was too much. I couldn't get through it all in one week. But my recommendation is get a buddy that you want to meet up with regularly. Do the course together. That way, if you're doing a self-paced course, you don't have that cohort to do it, to talk through things with. So it's definitely helpful to have a buddy, the buddy system here. Um, and then number two is conditioning. So conditioning is something that I feel as though I could, you know, my education is lacking in. I just haven't gone down that pathway yet, but I really want to have more tools in my toolbox for, for programming conditioning and just having more ideas on how to structure. So another shout out here, Kevin Neald, one of the smartest humans I know is so kind to give me some time, some of his time. And he recommended the ultimate MMA conditioning book and complete conditioning for hockey. So I'm going to be diving into those as well. So if anybody wants to chat conditioning, I would love that. Um, again, just to bounce ideas off of, et cetera. And if you have you know resources that you think were helpful too, I'm always happy to like bounce resources off of each other, like research articles, et cetera. Um, I think that's something really fun about being in fitness is when you find people who like to share, you know, different educational resources. I think that's great. Um, so I think that's where, that's definitely where my interests are lying for this year. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, number two, this is from Fit for Duty Performance. They just said they wanted to know about me. And I just kind of typed up like four things about me because there's a lot about me on Instagram. I've been very open about my story, personal life. So here's just a few things that you might already know about me. Uh, maybe not. So I'm a performance coach and I use performance and strength coach kind of interchangeably just because a lot of people don't know what performance coach is. And I understand why, because that can mean a lot of things. Um, I love small animals. So that's my number one weakness, I think, is small animals. So if you want to send me a reel on Instagram, please do. Please do that. I would love that so much. I love the small miniature horses. That's a goal in life. It's always been my goal in life was to, you know, I was a horse girl growing up. And so having a mini horse has always been a goal and a chicken coop. I want a mini horse and I want chickens. So. Hopefully we'll, we're going to manifest this energy too. Okay. And I love a cute glass of wine. So what I mean by that is like the ambiance of the place I'm getting my wine at. So I love a cute little, you know, wine bar. An early evening would be ideal. I don't like going out at late. Anymore. I don't like going out late at night anymore. So like the older I get, the more I love like an early friend gathering and then going home and still having my nightly routine, you know, like unwinding and getting to bed at a good time because I really treasure sleep. It is how we recover. So sleep is one of my biggest priorities. It's also a little about me. All right. Why the Kraken? This is from Juber Jack. I'm, and I'm reading out Instagram handles, so I am so sorry if I mess it up. You can you know, DM me later about it. Um, okay. Why the Kraken? Because wh why not? I mean, that's kind of my answer, but one, I love the team. I just think they're, I live in Washington. 
so why not the Kraken? They have great colors. Actually, they like have one of my favorite colors as their as their team color. The logo is great. The community is great. I go to all the hockey games. Well, most of them if I can. Um, my boyfriend works for the team also, so another reason why to love the Kraken. And they just beat Vegas at the Winter Classic, so just so hype. That was just goosebumps all around. That was such a cool experience to be able to go to a Winter Classic game. And I will say, I've never really followed like team sports before until two years ago, three years ago now. Three years ago now. It's been time is flying, y'all. So it's it's really fun to care about a team and. And I really think it provides a lot. It brings a lot of community too, and and friendships from shared interests and and likes and going to games with friends has just been such a highlight of the year. So yeah, that's why it's just community, honestly, and just a great team. And they seem like a bunch of great dudes. So there's your answer there. Um, how do you balance work life exercise, and how do you avoid burning out? This is from Gianna Lips. This is such a good question for everyone. Like any coach listening, this is for you. And maybe also ask yourself this question and then answer it and kind of evaluate that answer. Um, So one, hire a coach. I did that for myself over a year ago. And it's been one of the best things I could have done for my my work balance, life, and exercise. And so Cooper Napoli is my coach and he's just basically also been my mentor over the past year and a half and just really honestly like been life-changing and it's honestly you need to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you in different areas because they can really lift you up they can build you up they can make you more into a Swiss army knife you know the more the more armed with knowledge that you are the better off you are. Also, you know, having a coach has helped me offload my own training so I don't have to worry about what am I going to do. And also, I train on I train the things that I'm not so good at and stuff that I need because I feel like we can all kind of fall into the bucket of programming stuff we like to do as coaches. And so, you know, I truly believe coaches need coaches and I'll keep saying that, but it's really been life-changing for me because I'm not thinking about what I have to do next with my training. I do what I'm told and it's been great, you know? And so then it helps me focus on other aspects of life. And also I'm getting another perspective on training, kind of getting new ideas. So it really just enhances multiple things at the same time. Before when I was in North Carolina working two jobs. So I had a full-time job as a coach And then I also ran my own business on the side. So I worked 40 hours a week for my full-time job and then also ran my business on the side. I honestly don't know how I did that. And I think many of us who are, you know, in the coaching world have done that at some point in their career. And it's kind of just like, like a fight or flight phase of like, you kind of just work and you work your way through it. And there's really no other way, but through. And so you just, you just do it. You grind. It's like the grind culture. And you get to a point where you're done grinding. You don't want to grind anymore. 
And so my my training definitely took a back seat. I will say I was struggling with a lot of the low back pain, flare-ups, and um life was a little unbalanced as well. So like work was the priority. And I think there's phases of life where one of the three buckets will take a priority at some point, but we have to learn how to kind of equalize again or, you know, kind of just kind of like flow through the different seasons, but understanding that recovery and rest is important for all three of these buckets of, of work, life and exercise. Um, and so, yeah, number one, hire a coach. Like, and so it goes into number two, balancing work. That's super hard because we all want to be a yes person and we have to learn how to be a no person because this will go to the next one. If you have too many clients, you're performing all day for these people and you're engaged and you're on. And then you go home and you don't have anything left. And I've talked about this before. But if you want to also fill up your life bucket, you have to be almost a no person at work sometimes so you can be a yes person to life. And that's something that I didn't do for a long time. And especially where I am now, we have such a high amount of interest in personal training. It was easy for me to say yes to everybody because I wanted to help everybody. And then I got to a point where I was helping too many people because there's only a certain amount of quality you can put out before you're not you're not giving your best anymore and sometimes that can tap into your life so that was me coming home from work and just not having anything left and so i really truly think that we sometimes have to be a no person at work so we can be a yes person for life and sometimes it could maybe it's vice versa it really could be wherever your priorities are at that current moment, right? So it can kind of go back and forth. Um, this is a hard one, especially if you do stuff on the side like myself. So don't bring work home. Easier said than done. If you don't get your stuff done during the week because you've been working with clients and you want to do your notes or you want to prep for the next week because you haven't done all of that, you haven't finished all of that, that can be really hard to not bring home. Um, and another thing is also if you're creating content on the side, you're doing a podcast for my, for myself, I work on the weekends because I do my personal development stuff that I want to do for like my Instagram and my podcast. That's when I get all of that work done. And I will say it can feel like I'm working all the time, but I personally enjoy doing this stuff. So I'm not really burning myself out. I do, however, think that we should all have at least one day where we're not producing, we're not creating. And sometimes I do fall short. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a superhuman. Um, and sometimes my schedule gets behind where, you know, I hold myself to a certain standard of getting these things done, having these deadlines. Um, and so sometimes that does mean like today I'm recording on a Saturday, not a Friday. And, you know, I also record on Sunday sometimes. And so it's learning how to have that balance. And I think we kind of have to have boundaries for everything, for work, for life, for exercise. It's learning how to auto-regulate. And that's something I've really been practicing this year of just understanding when my load in one of the buckets is too high. So 
going into the next one, life, it's because I'm going through like the work, exercise, and life. That it's hard to juggle, um, especially moving to a new state far away from like everybody that you know. You do have to put in a little extra work up front to put yourself out there, even when you're tired, make friends. And it can take a long time. So it's kind of like you're extending yourself. You know, maybe you might be like overreaching for a short amount of time. But then we have to, again, training. You need to also make sure you learn how to rest and digest and recover. So you have to think about what makes me feel the most tired. Like when I do these things, when do I feel tired? And then understanding how do I recharge? Like what makes me feel recharged? And so for me, what makes me feel recharged now as an older, like upper 20 year old, almost 30, not quite 30 yet. I like to be like, for me, I like to be alone, but not alone at home. I like to be alone, moving my body outside. So for me, that's my weekend bike rides or that's my weekend track workouts. And I've, I've noticed um, about myself like this, this rhythmic type of exercise outside helps me find a meditative state and helps me recharge. So I actually stumbled across something really interesting on the Google about this. I was trying to find the word to describe the flow state when you are outside surrounded by nature and you're moving fast, like past the greenery, for example. There's like a word for it that I, a psychological word I can't uh, find, but I did find something really interesting. Um, it's a fun fact. And I got this from allbikes.org. So don't come at me, allbikes.org. This is where this information is from. So cycling improves cognitive function, period. The benefits of cycling aren't just restricted to positive changes in moods and feelings. As it turns out, the biological effects of bicycling also include better brain and cognitive function. Repetitive motion, such as pedaling, can improve connectivity in the brain's white matter. So that's really cool. That kind of explains the whole flow state. So that's how I recharge. So how do I avoid burnout? I've been learning how to be more of a no person like kind of just doing my job. And then I've also been learning, you know, sometimes I have to overextend and go out and make friends and hang out until it becomes easy again, right? Because when you're in a new place, making new friends, it can be uncomfortable, but you do have to kind of put in the work. But then understanding where do, how do I recover and how do I feel my best again? So it's kind of like this cycle. So you might overreach for a little while, like you're training. So you kind of like work, you get up to this work capacity where you're about to go into burnout, but you don't go into burnout because you recover. You recover and it's kind of like you just start all over again. So I really love that question because we can all kind of find ourselves in like feeling burnt out. I felt burnt out before. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of scary. And I really had to reevaluate what I was doing in my life. And so if you're somebody who does a lot yourself, just think about, you know, allow yourself to be alone. If that's what helps you feel recharged and, re and reset for the week ahead of you. All right. Best food at Google. Hannah Man, 17. I am super picky. I never realized I was a picky eater until 
until I started working here at Google. And I will say, I'm so grateful beyond belief that we get free food. That is the coolest thing ever. And I've never worked anywhere that's ever been like that. Um, but I'm pretty boring with my foods that I like. So I, I really only like chicken and I'll eat tofu, but I don't like the rest of the meats. So I do a chicken. I like the tacos. I'll say I like the tacos and I've kind of been venturing into beef, which is a big deal. So I was vegetarian for three years. And so coming back, chicken was like my safe way back into meat. And, uh, so I like the taco bar and I really like the panini station. Honestly, I just love it. So those are probably my top ones. And if I have to, if I don't do either of those, then I'll just do chicken from the salad bar and just put a carb and a veggie on there. Um, it's just, y'all, it's crazy. I would have never thought working in fitness, I'd get to, to eat this kind of food at work, but it's pretty cool. So I'd say those are probably my favorite. And then I'll always do a kombucha after lunch. I just like my afternoon booch. Got a booch time, you know? So that's what we also, there's like, there's coffee shops at Google too. It's crazy. But, um, I'd say those are, that's probably what I go to the most. So yeah. All right. Next question from 16 Chase. How do you get that killer slap shot and Mike should be jealous and taking notes? Yes. Period. Um, I gotta say, Trevor, you know, it's not easy, you know, but my second time playing, hockey ever. And it's just some, you know, when you got it, you got it. Right. Um, but, uh, all jokes aside, that's one of my favorite series I have on Instagram. It's a yearly post that I do starting as of 2022, where it shows me on the ice and then it pans in closer to the, to the stick. And then that's when Mike does a crazy trick. So, I think next year we're just going to keep building. So if you haven't seen this, go on my Instagram. It's not that far away. It was from like Christmas, Christmas time. Um, but yeah, you know, I love that question. And I, I actually do want to actually learn how to play like decently. So I can actually skate around now. But and this year I stayed up. I didn't fall over, which was a really big deal because last year I definitely like, messed myself up from just falling really gracefully. It was, there's a video of it and then I deleted it because I didn't want to relive that. (laughs) And I spent like the next six months recovering from that stupid fall. So this year was a success, or 2023, like this recent Christmas was a success. And then, you know, this year's Christmas, I hope to just crush it. So we're going to manifest that. All right. Last question here is from Mike Francis. And this is also my boyfriend. And he sent me like 10 questions and I'm not going to read them all here. (laughs) So I question, this is the question that made the cut. I want to know what's for dinner. You tell me, bud. You tell me. (laughs) Um, Usually my go-to during the week is, which Mike already knows this. I'm pretty boring. It's like a burrito bowl. Or I'll do chicken and rice with uh, like Chick-fil-A sauce or the Polynesian sauce. And then I'll put like a broccoli in there too because greens. I'm really trying to get all three of the the chicken or sorry, protein, carb, veggie. I try my best. It's been pretty lacking with the greens, which is crazy because I was a vegetarian for three years. And that's really all I ate. And 
honestly, it was a weird time. I don't want to say weird time, but when I quit meat, I did feel really great. I felt I was going through a lot of pain, a chronic pain at that time. And so I thought the meat was kind of an inflammatory thing. And maybe I needed that time away from meat. But then there came a point where I was really plateauing with my training. And so I just wasn't building muscle anymore. And, you know, I was not doing a great job with meal prepping. If in all honesty, I kind of started to to lack there as well. And this is when I started working at Google's when I started to transition back into meat. And since then, I haven't looked back. I'm like, I love it. I'll eat my chicken. I'll make sure sometimes I'll mix it up with some tofu or some tempeh just to add it in to supplement the the protein that I'm eating. But I guess like the most important thing here is just make sure you get your protein, y'all, because most people are not hitting that that number. And once I started to really prioritize all my meals around protein, it's been game changing for my lifting and body comp, etc. So yeah, a little sidebar there, but you know, kind of to tie this all together, I appreciate everybody with their questions. It's really fun to get to know you guys a little bit more. And so I'd love to have y'all again, more involved in more episodes and it helps me just kind of share more about myself. So if you enjoyed this episode, maybe you related to something, feel free to reach out. First of all, I love talking to y'all and getting DMs from y'all. If you would like to write a review, it would never be mad about that. If you want to leave me a five-star review, even better. Please make sure you like, share with a friend, and we'll see you next time.